All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Freddie and Alyssa show. Alyssa is out saving the world today, but she will be back next week so her and I can catch you up on our life. We've been uh, we've been hanging out a lot. We've been doing a, a, a perfect amount of work-life balance. I feel like a lot of the time it's um, very heavy work, but it's what we love doing. But uh, this past month, we've had a lot of family in town from my parents to now my cousins and Alyssa's family, um, my sister-in-law, brother-in-law, and nieces, her sister, have officially closed on their house. They live 15 minutes away from here. Her parents are here. So it's just been full of family. Alyssa and I went on a double date on Friday with a couple of friends. So I just feel like we've really been um, doing a little work-life balance lately. So it's been really fun. And I'd love to talk about that today. Uh, I went to Disney for the first time, Epcot and Magic Kingdom, uh, two different times there. So there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about there. But I think the first thing I have to talk about, which is what's on everybody's mind, and then we can kind of drop it because it's been just a huge viral sensation and not really in a good way. But I'm talking about the Will Smith slapping Chris Rock incident at the Oscars. I'd love to get your comments on that um, below because... Um, I've really been reading a lot into it, hearing from celebrities, and I made a video about it, and anytime I make a video and it gets some traction and it's seen by a lot of people and I get a lot of comments, I can get an idea of what, you know, my, my finger's on the pulse, if you will, of how people are feeling. So I heard some negative comments, some positive comments, so I want to kind of dissect that on a longer form here, like the podcast, and just kind of get your thoughts of what that means. So let's hop in to the episode. Welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook and you want to like the page, that would be awesome. If you're listening on a platform like iTunes and you want to leave us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that you just want to listen to our voice forever and ever and ever and ever, a five-star review goes a very long way. Thank you so, so much. We've been putting up content now for many, many years. We're going to be celebrating our four-year anniversary this April. will be four years since we kicked off the Freddie and Alyssa show. It's wild. It's just become part of our life at this point. It's like this big video diary, journal, venting, uh, sharing experiences and learning experiences with all of you. So it's just been awesome. I absolutely love it. Alyssa loves it. And uh, we, we couldn't be doing what we love to do without all of you. So thank you for showing up each and every week supporting the show. It really means a lot to us. Um, but let's hop into the Will Smith and Chris Rock Academy Awards slap heard around the world. But first, a word from our sponsor. There's honestly nothing more important than taking care of yourself. Can we agree? Because if you're not feeling your best, you can't be your best. Sambucol helps you feel your best with powerful immune support powered by nature's superfruit, black elderberry. And I just so happen to have some Sambucol right here, the gummies. I love it in the gummy form. I can pop one in the morning with my black coffee. So not only am I taking care of what I'm putting in my body with food and exercise, I love adding Sambucol into the mix. I have one gummy every morning with my black coffee. The gummies are packed with vitamin C and zinc, and I love incorporating it into my wellness journey. So if you wanna add Sambucol into your wellness journey, you can get 15% off your next order of $9.99 or more at SambucolUSA.com and use promo code FREDDIEANDALISSA15 for 15% off. Again, to get 15% off your next order of $9.99 or more, you can do so at sambucallusa.com and use promo code 
Freddie and Alyssa 15 for 15% off your order. Now back to the show. Okay. So first of all, I think everybody, especially reading the comments, this is how we all felt. Um, taken aback, surprised. It's a little secondhand embarrassment. Uh, I don't think I really felt that embarrassed for Chris Rock because of the way he handled it. You know, it, it took it took a really big man, really big person, a really self-developed person to withhold fighting back. And I don't even mean physically. I mean with his words. He kind of made some, some light jokes where he could have really went after Will Smith. You have to remember, too, Chris Rock is arguably top five greatest stand-up comedians of all time. He's paid hundreds of millions of dollars because of the way he speaks and the way he puts words together, and he can definitely roast people. And there was a moment, if you rewatch the clip, there was a moment that Chris Rock kind of was thinking about it. Like, I think he had a million things go through his mind and goes, I could, never mind. He, he literally mumbled, I could, and then goes, never mind. And I think he was about to say, I could literally obliterate you with my words right now because Will Smith and Jada's life is all in the public and he chose to be the bigger person there even after being slapped on national television so you know hats off to Chris Rock I don't know if he was just in shock so we're giving him all this credit but maybe he was just so stunned because if we were stunned watching and I saw it on TikTok first I didn't see the Oscars but as soon as it started popping off I saw it I just felt like it was a dream in no way would you ever believe me if I if I didn't show you video evidence and I told you that Will Smith, after Chris Rock told a joke, walked on stage, slapped him in the face, sat back down and screamed, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. And then 20 minutes later, wins an Oscar, has a speech and then kind of apologizes and then acts like nothing happened, and then later footage comes out that he's dancing with his Oscar backstage. It's like everything that we know as a human being, those sequences never happen in real life. You, 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 don't, you don't get to assault somebody, disrupt an event, then get applauded, and then get to celebrate in the back room and sing and dance with no repercussion. I think that's where we were all just thrown off. And in my comment section, this is where everything kind of got a little heated. Not too bad. I don't think it was anything personally against me, but it's just people sharing their opinions. And, you know, some people are team Will. They're like, he's defending his wife. He's human. Um, and I don't disagree with that. You know, I, I think if he was at a bar, if he was eating dinner, um, you know, and someone came up and like made some some comment and he stood up and grabbed him by the collar and like smacked him. Like you still can't do that. But it would have been a little more, um, you know, like it would it would make a little more sense. The last place that anyone should ever do that is the Academy Awards. It, it's supposed to be full of class. It, it, it's supposed to be elegant. It's, you know, it's it's a it's a blessed and grateful place for people to be. There are people like Will Smith who has worked his entire career to be nominated, let alone win. So that's the other bad thing is that that incident overshadowed so many great moments that happened in the Oscars. No one's even talking about anything else that happened. So that was that was the tough part. But this is a, a place of class. You're wearing a tux. People come in limos. There's People are wearing hundreds of thousands of dollars of designer jewelry and dresses and tuxedos. It's 
it's supposed to be a celebration of celebrity and success and television stars and movie stars. And to do something like that is really crazy. And for me, um, Will Smith's one of my favorite actors. If you've been following me in my career, I'm in publishings from probably 2010 where there's articles where I literally say Will Smith's my favorite actor. So for the past 12 years, publicly, I've been stating that Will Smith's my favorite actor, if not one of my favorite actors. And I've watched him on Fresh Prince. I watched every episode of Fresh Prince 110 times. It's one of my favorite shows. And so I'm a fan of him. But I also know as a human being that we all kind of agreed on how to act in society. And he kind of broke that. And again, it's okay. Yes, he's a human being. Yes, he can make mistakes. And But we can't just ignore the fact that no one did anything about it. I don't think his Oscar should be taken away. I don't think that he should be in jail. But there should have been something. Security, escorted out, somebody from the academy, someone saying something more than just a light joke. People reacted as if Will sat there and goes, hey man, like take that back. Take that back. Seriously, don't make me come up there and smack you. That was that was inappropriate. Like, take that back right now. Okay. All right, Will. I will. Sorry, man. Jeez. Will calling me out the Oscars. Ha, ha, ha. Fine. But the fact that he was dropping F-bombs, the fact that he laid hands on him, that's when things got out of control. So what I want to chat about today is kind of, you know, what I've learned in those situations. Because what this boils down to whether he was right or wrong, depending on what people are going to are gonna do. Is the Academy going to suspend him from next year? Or like, what's going to happen? We're, we're just all sitting here waiting and watching. But for me, I'm more interested in that learning moment. And there's two things. One, yes, he's a human being. But when you put yourself in the limelight, when you put yourself out here, even for us who are on social media, if you're, if you're posting on Twitter, Instagram, if you're doing a podcast, if you're on TV, um, no matter what you're doing, but if you're putting yourself out there in this new world, you have to build tough skin to be able to take criticism. And that's something that I've gotten used to because I've gotten some criticism when I was working on days, but it was very little. You know, people weren't really that harsh. Like I had some bad things throughout the, the years, but not, it, for me, I was able to detach that because it wasn't me. Most of the time, the comments weren't about Freddie. It was more about my character, maybe the storyline. Um, but it wasn't about me as much. With my social media, when I get criticism, it's me. But I'm asking for that. In, in order for me to share my experience and make a positive impact in the world and teach everything that I'm learning in life and, and entertain all of you and try to inspire you and educate you and just kind of share and put my thoughts out there, I'm opening myself up to be criticized. And that's kind of the consequence of being in the limelight, even if it's as small as I have limelight or as big as Will Smith. Will Smith's at the top of that. There's nobody who has more fame than Will Smith. So is whether or not he likes that, he it does come with more accountability because his actions are going to impact way more people. If somebody has 17 people following them and they say or do something wrong, and they apologize or whatever, that's fine, but it only sees 17 people are affected, 17 kids possibly are affected. When someone like Will Smith on a stage like that does that, hundreds of millions of people are going to see that, if not a billion because it went viral. 
And the question becomes, what message is that sending to other people? Because you cannot be in a comedy club and smack somebody. They're going to get arrested. And I just don't want our youth or people to think, well, if Will Smith did that, I'm going to do this in that situation. Because there's many situations in life that I know that I've had, I'm sure that you've had, where something happens where every ounce of your body is telling you to flip out, say something, swing on this person, whatever it may be. And you have to tell yourself with your conscious brain, it's just your emotion. Don't let this anger mess anything up. Don't say anything. Don't be violent. And you have to talk yourself down because your, you know, your primal uh, reaction sometimes is anger or aggression. That's what kept us alive all this time. But now we don't need it as much. You know, we need it in self-defense. We need it for certain times. But when people use it in road rage or people use it on the streets or people are using it in a bad way, it just has negative consequences. And I think that the absence of negative consequences for Will is what made it weird for everybody. Um, but it's something that you have to learn and grow. And Will was somebody who was always making motivational videos, talking about self-discipline, talking about motivation, getting over your fears. I've really, you know, taken a lot of his, his uh, sentiments to heart. And again, it's okay for him to make mistakes, but he's a role model. He's a leader. He needs to be accountable and responsible for his actions because us as a society ha have agreed that we have to act a certain way. And that kind of like stretched the fabric of what we agreed on. Because as, as much as people are, are telling us, you know, um, the world's on fire, everyone's terrible, you know, America this, America that, there are many, many challenges. There are many, many terrible things happening in the world. But the idea on the positive side that we've built all this, that we have a police force, that we have borders, that we have a currency, that people show up and we've agreed on time. We've agreed on, on the, the labor and the creation of things and technology. And the biggest thing is that we've agreed on how to treat people. And we treat people for the most part kind and respectful as human beings we naturally want to help others we don't want to hurt people if anyone's in a, in a situation where they need help strangers rush to their aid in emergencies us as human beings i think are wired to be kind and helpful and how we all get along think about this 330 million of us in america especially these days divided politically the fact that we all get along and have a functioning society is pretty remarkable because all of us as individuals have agreed that we can't go murder anyone, that you shouldn't steal from people, you can't hit and assault people if you're mad, you use your words, you're kind to others, and let's just all try to get along and not hurt each other because life is challenging enough. Life is challenging enough. Why should we ever be fighting with each other? That's, that's my biggest you know, tip even when it comes to relationships. That's what me and Alyssa always say too. With, with your spouse or your best friends or your parents or whoever's in your household, you should never be arguing. Like vent, argue with each other, and then get over it quickly because outside these walls, life is challenging. You have to battle every day. You don't know what's coming. You don't know if it's going to be a bill, if it's going to be a person, if it's going to be a situation, if it's going to be a tragedy, um, a challenge, a roadblock, an obstacle. You don't know what's coming. So the last thing you want to do is create tension and 
a tumultuous situation in your own home. You should be on the same team facing the world. It's like in those zombie uh, movies or in those action films where the two people put their backs against each other so that they can, you know, work together to fight off the enemies. You would never want to be fighting with each other and then you're attacked by the zombies behind you. You want to put your backs together so that you can both see for each other and be there for each other. And that's what we do on a grand scale for, scale for human beings here is that we want to be here for each other. So I think that's what this boils down to is that the teachable moment from this is like there's going to be some accountability for Will. Just because that happened doesn't mean that I don't love him as an actor anymore. It doesn't take away all the wonderful performances he's done. King Richard is actually a phenomenal film. I saw this months ago on HBO Max before the incident, and I think he deserved to win. It was that good. I still love Will. I, I'm, I have no personal feelings against him other than the fact that I saw a human being kind of mess with the fabric that we've all agreed upon in those kinds of settings. And I just hope that whatever he's going through or whatever happens, that everything just goes well. I know he issued an apology, um, but we really got to see kind of what happens from here. But the teachable moment is this. As human beings, people are going to piss us off. We're going to be offended by what people say. We're going to have different opinions than others. But we can never resort to violence unless you are physically in danger where you have to use violence so that you don't get hurt or that you can protect yourself or a loved one. But this whole new thing with words and people being offended, it's like you will offend people till the end of time. And we cannot go down this path where people start getting violent. And I think that's just, that's what it is. It's like when we feel something, we have to learn to just absorb it. I always call it absorbing someone else's pain. I, I, I get pissed off all the time, but I have learned to just absorb it. If someone treats me like crap, I call it absorbing their pain. I go, there's no way someone's going to treat me like trash for no reason unless they're in pain and they're hurting. So if they're putting that on me, I'll be the bigger person. I'll eat that pain and I'm going to let it go. Because anytime I say something and become the bully or I say something I regret, then I'm filled with guilt. And then I have to apologize. And now you lose. So I always tell myself, it's not worth it. Absorb the pain. Take the high road. Because in 10, minute, 10 minutes when your emotions go down, you're going to be happy this is over. And that's a prime example. Look what that slap caused. If he would have just been so pissed, let it subside for 10 minutes, maybe said something after. But even if he let the joke sit and he calmed down for 30 minutes plus won his award, he might have just said something backstage like, hey, don't say that ever again. But he wouldn't have been as angry. So that's another lesson. Don't ever write an email or respond to somebody when you're mad right away. Give yourself at least 15 minutes. And if possible, give yourself a day to sleep on it. Because 99 out of 100 times when you sleep on something and you wake up the next day, you're not going to be as upset and you're going to be so happy that you didn't send the email or say that. Write the email in Word or in notes. You can copy and paste it in the email later. Don't send it. Get it out. Sleep on it. And go, do I really need to send this? Same thing with text messages. Do I really need to let your anger subside so that you can start thinking clearly and 99 out of 100 times, it is so much better to take the high road. 
And so I think that's the lesson here. But I'm very curious your thoughts. Do you do you believe Will was in the wrong? I think most people, I'd say 90% of people, are on the side that Will was wrong. Um, I think Chris Rock handled it well. What do you think? And then the rest of the time, we're just going to sit back and see what happens after that. Um, but I'm going to refill my coffee. All right, I needed to freshen this up. I love that we use the Freddie and Alyssa show mug. You know, at first, because when you have a mug for the show, you're like, oh, this is probably good for promotion purposes, but it's just become our go-to mug, and I absolutely love it. I think we have them linked still on YouTube. If you want to grab yourself a Freddie and Alyssa uh, show mug, look below this video on YouTube. I should know this, but we've just had our merch bar linked there for probably almost two years now. Um, and we've got a couple t-shirts and, and a mug that we've had there for a while. But um, but yeah, to, to continue this this diet um, thing, I, I won't spend too much time on this, but uh, I know a lot of people have been following what I'm doing. And I'm trying to let you all know what's been going on and what I've learned along the journey. And I'm at this phase now that I was dreaming about seven months ago where I slowly just wanted to level out where I could have a little bit of cheat meals along the way and just stay the same weight. So I didn't want to crash diet like I've mentioned before where I was eating like only 1,500 calories for so long and then once I started eating 2,500 calories again, I didn't want to gain weight. So I gradually was losing two pounds a week, two pounds a week, two pounds a week, one and a half, one and a half, one and a half, one, 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 half, 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 quarter, 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 zero, 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 zero. So I slowly brought myself down to the point where I can have 2,600 calories a day as long as I do at least 10,000 steps, which I usually do, um, or work out in some capacity. But 2,600 calories is wonderful. I can pretty much eat what I want. Last night when we were at Disney, I had um, my first chicken wing. So again... I didn't have 10, but I had um, one. I had some desserts. I had some sweets when I got home. And I've had, I had birthday cake and I've been having some, you know, some chips and dip and, you know, just whatever's kind of lying around. I, I, I didn't order a Big Mac and fry and crush that, but I'm, I'm at this like picking phase where I'm just like sampling how much I can get away with, you know? So if Alyssa has something or, I can just grab like a little piece of candy or a bite of cake and it's getting my body also used to that crap food again. But 90%, if not 95% of my day is still eating clean. Like when I came home last night, even though I had a little bit of chocolate and some pretzels because I was craving like the sweet stuff, I still had my fruit and I, I tried to do it as healthy as possible and I'm you know still fasting where I'm not eating breakfast right away I'm waiting a couple hours and uh, it, it's a, it's really freeing I'm really happy that I've taken this journey and again anyone who's hesitant or thinking about doing it I'm telling you I look in the mirror I look at the way my clothes fit and just how I feel in general and I probably say it at least twice a week it was one of the best decisions I ever made was was taking this seriously and just taking my time with it, you know? I, I think that's where people get frustrated with diets. I know I did for so many years where I was frustrated because I wanted results in 60 days and then I would lose it. It's like, think about where you wanna be come Christmas. Starting today, what do you wanna be come Christmas? Even if you lose a pound a week all the way from now till Christmas, your whole life will be different. 
So don't think you got to change a lot. Maybe just cut out one thing. Like stop with the soda or stop whatever your thing is that you know is causing it. Just cut out that one thing and maybe start there. But um, but yeah, I'm finally at this phase. So the last phase of this, which is going to happen very soon, is uh, incorporating back in the beer because or even like wine or or whatever type of alcohol. But uh, for that, because I think whether this is true or not, I see a lot of different, um, you know, doctors and nutritionists talking all different, you know, what's true, what's not. But supposedly with alcohol, it's not only just the calories, but it slows down your fat burning. There's a lot of other negative portion, you know, negative things to it. But even going to date night, hanging out with family, like there's times where I'm like, this is when you have a drink. So within the next couple of weeks, I do want to incorporate that back in and then I'll be back in business where I'll be able to live a normal life where most of the week I'm eating healthy. I've, I've trained myself to just truly enjoy healthy food. And when it's appropriate, I'll have some cake, I'll have some wings, or I'll have some beer when it's appropriate and just live a moderate life and have my diet be just chill, easy, not even think about it, and then really focus on continuing to build my body in the gym and just make it part of my my life. But it, but it did take a few months to really change that mindset, but it's been worth it. So that's the update on that. Uh, while we're updating you, our home... Our new home being built has been at a complete standstill for the past three weeks, so that's pretty wild. Uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law's house, they happened to get in just in time because they weren't having delays back then with the roofing trusses, and uh, ours is. So they were even saying it could be a little longer than August now, which is kind of a bummer because I want to get out of the apartment so bad, but also... It kind of makes it easy not to have to deal with that right now. And the fact we signed the contract in February locked in our price. So it's our house at our price. The prices are still going up. So other than the fact of us still being in the apartment, which is kind of a bummer, I'm not really that upset with it. But I do want to move into a house because I want a backyard, especially for Benji. And I've already mapped out this entire plan for the garage to turn it into a podcast studio. And we were at a showing last week and there was this house that really turned their garage into part of the house because my my biggest thing that I didn't want to do was keep the garage on with the tracks and then lay down a carpet but you can with like a tool you know a shelf like I don't want to look like a garage that we just set a podcast studio in I want to actually put up another wall I want to put in flooring. I want it to look as if it's legitimately part of the house and then build the most beautiful studio, put some rafters above, have the perfect lighting. Because right now, all these years, and it's been fine, but our lighting's not perfect. This isn't the correct way to light. You know, and so that's why we have to shoot at certain times a day. If we ever shoot at night, the lighting's terrible. So we want to light it professionally, turn on a switch, and just be able to go. And um, so I'm really looking forward to that. But um, but yeah, I, I gotta I gotta spend the last um, few minutes here of the podcast talking about Disney because I know so many people are huge Disney fans, and I am blown away. If you've not been to Disney, this is for you because it's I'm 34 years old, and I thought Disney World was something so different. I don't know if I just didn't get it because of Disneyland, but I just felt. I kept thinking it was just you, 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 you park in this massive parking lot, 
you take a tram, you get in where you stand in line for two hours in the heat with a bunch of screaming kids, and you go on a 30-second ride if you're lucky, and then you get water, use the restroom, walk in the heat, and then stand in a line for two hours again. That was my understanding of what Disney World was. Well, when you have people like my cousin who truly understands Disney and knows how to use these new apps and I don't know if they're new, but however, the, the app and getting in line and doing all this stuff, it is beautiful. It is like you're going into another town. It was like we flew into a different country. There is everything you need is in Disney World and it's just like the real world except there's no houses. But everything else is there. There's a main street. There's tons of things to do. There's entertainment. There's people everywhere. But she uses this app, and you can pay $15 a person and use a lightning lane. Well, what's a lightning lane? A lightning lane makes Disney worthwhile. You schedule what time you're going to go to the rides, and you, you're there within your window. So if they say you have to be at Pirates of the Caribbean between 4 and 5, you show up between four and five, you scan your pass, and you go in the lightning lane, you wait 10 minutes. 10 minutes. It was incredible. In two hours, we rode five rides, or four. Four or five rides in two hours, and we just walked right in the line, scanned the pass, and went. And everyone we went to, we looked up, and it goes 95-minute wait, 120-minute wait. But not with the lightning pass. You just go, 15 bucks for all of them combined, and you just go and you enjoy. Um, I do believe it's a great place to go with friends and family who are in town. Um, would I just randomly go to Disney with me and Alyssa like to ride rides? Probably not. I don't know if I would just go there for that. But since we like to shoot a lot of content, I probably would go back and do a content day where I can show a lot of people Disney World and play some games and discover a little bit more. Um, but Epcot is more or less in, in, in my speed because you can park in this back parking lot. They have maybe 15 countries, if not more, where you can hop around the world and eat and or drink in all these countries. So you can go to Morocco, you can go to Japan, you can go to Italy, you can go to Mexico, and they're all authentic places. And it's, it's more of a place to eat than watch the fireworks. And to me, that's a cool date night. There's a lot of stuff to do there. I was playing games. So I think Epcot's more my speed, speed. but I haven't gone to Animal Kingdom. And then there's one more. I don't know what, which one that is. But um, we're 15 minutes away. We're going to keep going and exploring. But um, it's really been a, a good time of, of the work-life balance. And, and, um, and, and for me, when you're around people that you love and you're spending time and sharing experiences with people, it makes you more passionate about your work because it reminds you why you're working so hard, why you're taking on challenges. Sometimes when we're just in work mode where we go, you know, 38 days in a row without unplugging, with no fun, with no dinner date, with nothing, it's just wake up, work out, work, 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 work for like 38 days straight. You don't get burned out, but you kind of lose sight of the bigger picture of life where everything just becomes numbers, everything becomes um, business motivated, where like, you know, how a piece of content performed or whether a deal went through or not becomes what's most important when you're just focused on work. 
which I think is important to move forward in life. But when you mix in family and mix in friends, um, it makes you realize that that's what's most important. And the reason you're doing all this work, the reason that I love that we have our own schedule is that we can go hang out with family whenever we want. So the harder we work, the more of a free schedule we have, the more opportunity we have, and the more cool things we can do with our friends and family. And this might seem like second nature to all of you if you live with your family or near your family. For Alyssa and myself, we have to remember we were gone for 15 years where we didn't have any family around us at all. We had tons of friends in Los Angeles, but friends are also different than family. We also went through seasons of different friends out in LA. Uh, A couple best friends were there with us the whole entire time and still are to this day. But when when the pandemic hit, and we had this like year and a half where it was just me, her, and Benji. Um, you know, I, I just, you just like forgot how amazing it is to just be with people. And now, like all of a sudden, we're living life again. And I can feel it's doing something amazing for my soul. I, I, I'm truly looking forward. Like we're going to see my cousins again today. And it was so cute, so, so cute, so cute that my, uh, my niece, Mila, when we were leaving Disney yesterday, she goes, um, she goes, is Uncle Freddie and Alyssa coming back to the hotel? And I, she was whispering to her mom, and it just like melted my heart. I was like, that's so cool. And she, they're they're technically my cousin, but they're like my sisters, my my uh, my cousin Sheree and Tara. So I'm we, we we went with Uncle because we're basically siblings. Um, but it just melted my heart because again, me and Alyssa were never around kids. We, we, we were never around any of it, but now we've got uh, her sister's kids, Juliana and Kayla, who are about three and six months, and then we have Mila and Harlow, who are basically four and two, and we have these four little adorable girls in our life, and you just it opens up another part of you. It warms your heart. It melts your heart, and it's really nice to be around young kids because yet again, when you're just around yourselves or you're around just business, it again, you don't see all facets of life. And there's something magical about being with your grandparents, being with your parents, being with little kids, and just seeing life in front of you. You see the innocence and the discovery in these little kids, how they're in their own world. They're imaginative. They're creative. They're so genuinely happy until they're grumpy. But they're happy And it's so cool to see the unlimited potential. And it makes you realize that everyone around us was that little bundle of imagination and potential at one point. And our job as we get older as adults is to allow our kids and ourselves to not forget that we can use this earth as a playground and never stop being imaginative, never stop being creative, never stop playing. You know, we can't let society and everything bog us down and get so caught up in the day-to-day grind that we forget that we are still those little kids. It, it really helps push it along for Alyssa and myself too. I think when, when you're around kids and you feel that love, you, you understand the value at a higher level of, uh, of like, wow, like imagine having one of your own, this would be really cool. And, but when you're not around kids, you're just, it's, you're not even kind of reminded of it yet again, you're just in that work mode. So With all this being said, I am just so, so grateful to really incorporate more balance into my life 
And I'm not being too hard on myself because, you know, a lot kind of came at me all at once. You know, I, I got let go of my job of nine years. Three weeks later, the pandemic happened. Uh, and then we moved. So, and then we, everyone was in lockdown. So there was just a lot of time that I needed to adjust. So like the, for a year and a half, things were just strange because everything just got changed in my life. And once I got my footing and I got everything, you know, back, it's like I was able to take care of my health, take care of my, my career. Thank God we've had the podcast. It was like our anchor this entire time. Um, of, of keeping us afloat and building and, you know, being able to do that. But once we, you know, started tackling real estate, lost weight, started having more moderation and balance. Now we're getting back into family and friends, having moderation and balance with work. And so I just feel so grateful. I'm like, wow, like that's why I kept my head down during the, the challenges and the obstacles. Cause I knew that this would happen. I knew coming to Orlando that my cousins would come down often. I knew my parents would come a lot more. Um, and then once Alyssa's family was coming here, we're like, this is why we're doing it. And we didn't get to reap those benefits the first year because COVID. But now, and I hope COVID just stays where it's at. I hope it's managed, you know, moving forward. Um, but I just love everyone's being able to get together. So if you're lucky enough to have your friends and family close by, your, your parents are still with us, your grandparents or nieces, nephews, kids. Don't take it for granted because I'm telling you 15 years away from everybody and only seeing them for weeks at a time randomly throughout the year, you miss a lot. And if you're fortunate enough to be with your friends and family, hang out with them, go to dinner, plan a little picnic or something and enjoy each other's company because it's what's, it's what life is all about. So um, I want to thank you all for tuning into the podcast. Alyssa and I will probably... Uh, it's been three weeks in a row. We wanted to do this solo podcast every now and then, but just how busy we've been, this has worked out better the past few weeks. But we'll catch up uh, next week together, um, most likely, so that we can fill you in on life and and have a really uh, you know interesting conversation. We'll see what happens here in the next week, and we can fill you in. So um, appreciate you so much. Thanks for stopping by. Wishing you all the best, and we will see you next Wednesday. Take care, everyone. <laughs>